Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the dawn. The legend's back. Y'all know who I am. Vegas Ben sells the marketing behind the eight ball off an epic performance. The one they're still talking about. But we're not living in the past. I don't have to rehash. Because y'all were there. The world was there. People in different time zones. 211 live callers and God knows how many cents of archive did I got sick of keeping up with the ticker here. The only, and let me repeat that, the only sales and marketing show on Blog Talk Radio, minus the upsell, one that tells it like it is, not the way you always heard it should be, and by the way, you can't clone this show, peeps, no matter how hard they try. This Vegas fan, get my smoke, got some popcorn on the bar, feeling better. Hopefully it's my A game, feels more like my B game. We're going to have a good show tonight, touch on some subjects. Got some big news coming up for future shows too. I'll be back at you. my best effort for real 
You know, I don't script shows. I come on. I had to do the Warrior Rose. You know, people were praying, some of the haters, lighting candles, I'm sure, hoping that Vinny would fail the controversy. I didn't feel good, the fighting with the old lady, all this shit combined. And it took something out of me, I guess. But again, legends overcome, and I sucked it up. And, you know, wake up the next day and see all the love on the Warrior form and every place else. There's RSS feeds all over the friggin' Internet now on that show and all my other shows. Um, I want to thank you people straight up, humbly, from the bottom of my heart. Um, I really appreciate it. I have the best friggin' listeners on Block Talk Radio. I mean, I really do. I got people that flat out don't even have Block Talk Radio accounts. And, I mean, it's about 50% of them, I mean, as far as listeners from what we can gather, don't even log in. They just stream the show to listen to Vinny, to hear, to hear the smack laid down. And, by the way, we coined the term, and we, we appreciate everybody. I was really, true, truthfully, no shtick here. It, it, it was humbling, and I really appreciate it. And to you hardcore listeners that have, you know, stuck around from day one. And, um, you know, by the way, this show was kicking ass long before the Warrior Form Rose show. Hate to break it to some of you haters that figured that, oh, yeah, Vinny piggybacked off that. Hate to break it to you. This show was basically kicking ass on the business category from the first show on. So, again, I owe that to the hardcore listeners. Again, when we started the show, I wasn't sure there would be uh, an audience for it. I knew people out there were interested in hearing a different spin. You know, instead of show business, maybe something about yo business. You know, that's the difference. Because 99.9% of these shows are show business, not yo business. And there is a big difference. And... uh I just want to say again, it was humbling. It really was. I got the greatest listeners in the world, and, man, I appreciate you guys more than you'll ever know. It justifies a lot of shit in my head. Uh, Reminds me a lot of why I do what I do. And unlike everybody else who's going to sit there and say, oh, I do it to help everybody and blah, 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 altruism and all that bullshit, uh, Vinny's going to flat out tell you why I do the show. And I'm the only one who's got the balls to come out and actually say it. I got a destination schedule in my life, and it doesn't regard, you know, revolve around marketing. doesn't revolve around selling. It's called getting liquid cash to the tune of about $2 million, and then checking out, sipping the mojitos, the frozen margies, under a palm tree in some chilling island with a bunch of hot chicks and bikinis. And by the way, I'm not making that up. That is actually where Vinny's heading. And I realized a long time ago that the best way to get to your destination is to help other people get there. And you do that by giving your best. You don't do it by, you know, trying to put on an act in the guise of, uh, you know, helping people when in fact all you're trying to do is pitch a link or an e-book, or a bunch of other bullshit drivel. We don't roll that way. 
And, I, and you know what? You've got a lot of these gurus come on these shows saying, oh, yeah, I keep it real. I'm this, I'm that. And it's all an agenda. I just told you my agenda. I'm the only one who actually has the balls to come out in a minute. I'm not trying to hold anything back. I try to give the best I got every night. Take that for what you will. I figure by doing so, I can get to that place with the palm tree quicker than I can by getting slick, you know, coming in sideways, doing a show about this or that when I'm trying to, you know, maybe affiliate market something or whatever. And I have nothing against that. Hey, it's all about making the bucks. I have no problem with that. But at least keep it real and really keep it real and admit to people, hey, this is why I do the show. Who do you think else out there is ever going to say what I just said? Nobody. God, be too friggin' scary. Take them to a comfort zone level that they're not used to. I want to thank uh, everybody on the Warrior Farm that uh, that left props, man. That blew me away. I really, truthfully appreciate it. Like I said, I really did feel like shit that night. The flu really was, uh, you know, I didn't even want to do the show be honest with you, because I'm the type of dude that, you know, if I get up here and I do this show, I want to try to at least feel like I gave my best, and I, I really didn't feel like I had my best that night, um, but then again, much like Tiger Woods hopping like a bunny on one leg at the U.S. Open, my C game, and I'm just calling it the way it is, people, why lie, my C game kicks everybody else's A game, and they know it, that's just the way it is. You know, and I'm going to tell you something else. Vegas Fence is not somebody you can copy and paste. You can't burn me to a CD and analyze me and try to duplicate me. You can imitate me, but you can't duplicate me. You know why? Because I put my heart and soul into this show, and I have an X factor that you will never duplicate. Can't be done. Sorry. They try. They will continue to try. But it ain't going to happen. You know, as far as somebody asked me about competition and other shows, competition to me implies I'm competing with somebody. Who really am I competing with? They're in this show out there. There is a one show out there, and I'm not knocking other shows or anything like that. A lot of them have good information, but let's be honest. There isn't a show out there that's in the, in the league of what I do. That doesn't mean you've got to like my show, but what I'm saying is competition, please. I want to uh, also give major props out to a, uh, boy, this one really shocked me when I was reading the Warrior form. Uh, Dr. Manny, man, bro. You know, here's a dude who brings big-time credibility and a heavyweight reputation. This isn't some dude that anybody would expect would be a Vegas Vince fan, much less have the balls to get on the warrior form and tell the world that the only reason he even listens to block talk radio is because of my show. I mean, blew me away. I mean, Dr. Manny is uh, a guy that even Vegas Vince wouldn't, you know, pencil in as a necessarily a fan of this show and my style. And it took a lot of balls for a dude like that you know, to actually publicly say it, 
you know, a lot of yeah, I got a lot of closet listeners that would never have the guts to come out and say, yeah, I like the show, because you know they'd be afraid of offended Mr. And Mrs. Jones or somebody on the warrior form. Capiche? Anyway, Dr. Manny at you know Easing uh, MarketingCenter.com. Dude's been around. Anybody who knows marketing knows who the hell he is. Got big time credibility, heavyweight reputation, and man, I appreciate it, brother. What else? We're going to be talking about some um, direct marketing strategies. Not really strategies, but just some companies that um, do things that I think are, you know, not necessarily groundbreaking, but have been around a while and they still work. And they're often overlooked because of the arrogance in the IM world, you know, that arrogance that says, oh, by the way, Internet marketing is a business, which anyone with half a brain or any brain knows deep down is not true. Sorry, folks. IM marketing, Internet marketing is not a friggin' business, no matter how much you want to believe it. It's not. It is, however, a cool, kick-ass medium. If you are selling cookbooks on the Internet, you are not in the Internet business. You are in the cookbook business. There is a difference. And for those of you who haven't made the difference, you know, have been able to make the, the you know, oh, boy, I'm choking on the popcorn. For those of you who can't differentiate between the two, you've got problems. I think everybody who starts out in Internet marketing should be forced to go out and actually realize what business you're really in, which is sales, and, you know, hit the bricks one day. Just try it for the hell of it. I, t I tell that to the waitresses in the restaurant. You know, they bitch and moan. Uh, I had girls tonight leave here with tips around 180. One chick had 211. One chick had about, I think the low girl tonight probably made $160. We weren't even that busy, but we got good customers that actually, you know, plunked down some, you know, some love for good service and good food. And they were bitching. Um, I heard them over there in their little place they like to commiserate where they like to bitch and whine about, oh, the dishwashers are slow and this and this. And I said, you know what? You chicks ought to be lucky you're not stuck in that hot friggin' dish room where they're making a shitload less money than you. And I said, if anybody's got anything else to say, you can take your asses back there and do dishes one day, and I guarantee you, you'll have a different perspective. Prima donnas. God, I can't stand it. Some of these waitresses I'd like to just ship off. Arrogant. Conceited. Like the world should just bow down. And I mean, I'll back my waitresses, you know, in public, but some of them ought to get a life. They don't even know how good they got it. They ought to go across the street to IHOP where you can work your ass off for nine hours and get stroked by a bunch of snowbirds. And at the end of the day, you might walk out with $28 in friggin' nickels and dimes. Anyway, what else? This portion of the show is brought to you by, we're going to get to a couple emails I'm looking at right here on my, by the way, I got a bunch of people ask me, you know, I talk about people that email as far as the show and people say, well, I never get your, you know, the email is Vegas, B 
VegasVinceLegend at gmail.com. Just like it sounds, VegasVinceLegend at gmail.com. So anybody, you know, you can email me through the show. I'll get it. Um, but email me there. You know, I check it every couple days. Um, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and read a couple. Oh, boy. This one's actually, okay, I'm going to save that one for a second. Wow. Okay, well, let me read the first, first couple of these. Anyway, this section of the email form or email response part of the show is brought to you by the National Rifle Association, reminding you that guns, Uzis, and AK-47s don't kill people. Steve Wags kills people. Hope I read that right. Okay, let's see. We got Steve in Santa Fe said, Vinny, read the blog. Uh, Britney Spears plus Nino's Pizza equals dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Uh, Bro, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. Britney Spears plus. Oh, Homeboy's talking about my blog. Um, And I don't ever push the blog. Probably why I don't get a lot of traffic over there. Um, if you guys on my page on the um, on the uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, you know show page, I have a link to my blog. Um, I did an update today on Mickey Rourke. I'm going to talk about him in a few minutes. My homeboy Mickey Rourke. Um, but um, I think what this dude is talking about is a post I did back in September. I think that was my second post, dude. Um, oh, hold on. Oh, yeah, it was a post I did called Britney Spears Dumb Like a Fox, Crazy Like a Fox. It's in the archives. If you go to my blog, you'll see it. Anyway, it was basically me uh, mentioning why uh, Britney Spears is a hell of a lot, you know, smarter than she appears to be and more media savvy, etc. Man, I'd actually forgot about that. That was actually a cool uh, post. That was back, I believe, September 23rd or 24th. This dude says September 23rd, I think it was somewhere in there. Anyway, you guys check that out if you want to. As far as Nino's Pizza, that was another blog post I did about the dude, and I think I did mention that on the show. Um, as far as a, a aspect of changing perception and you change reality, it's about a uh, a pizza dude. I don't even want to say that. He runs a restaurant. The dude sells a friggin' pizza for $1,000 and gets it. Let's just leave it like that. I don't want to take too much more time up on that. Anyway, those are things I wrote about a long time ago on my blog. They've been up there forever. Um, Let's see here. I'll go ahead and hit you with this one. This one here is uh, from Les in Toronto, Canada. Wow, I didn't even know you people had email up there, much less computers. I'm just kidding. Uh, Dear Vinny, are you planning on impregnating any other hot warrior divas in the near future? If so, I have a daughter we've been trying to get out of the nest for seven years. (laughs) Uh, 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 Les, uh, I am not claiming to be that baby's father. And uh, the fact of the matter is it was the best sex I don't ever remember. Sylvia... uh, Rolf, again, is uh, one of these chicks that just looks um, at something that's, you know, borderline suggestive and gets knocked up. Uh, uh, I will give you a prize if I can think of what off the top of my head for best uh, email of the week. That's, 
you can't be <laughs> dudes trying to be funnier than me, so I gotta have to broom you. But no, brother. Um, as far as Sylvia, you gotta direct that to her. Um, all I know is, uh, you know, a man's a man, and you gotta, you know, send the child support. So I sent her a check for child number twenty-eight. Sylvia's uh, by on polar, so you can imagine what the kid's probably gonna end up like. Sweet screaming Jesus. That's going to be a work of uh, art, I think. Although the kid's going to look good. Because Vinny's, you know, Vinny's got it going on. And Sylvia, man, she's smoking. Uh, what else here? I wanted to take a few seconds before I get into this direct response stuff I want to talk about tonight. Uh, I actually got emotional the other night. Uh, for those of you who know me, know that I've been involved in the professional wrestling industry. And no, I don't, you know, wasn't a wrestler. Thank God. Um, I can handle getting beat with a writing crop in a hotel room, but I'm not interested in, you know, taking the bumps and bruises in the ring. But anyway, um, one of my clients, uh, a dude, good friend, dude I used to grow up and, you know, kind of idolize as a kid was uh, Larry Zabisco. Most kids liked Hulk Hogan and, you know, the good guys. I always liked the bad guys. Go figure, right? Anyway, Larry Zabisco, the living legend, uh, former NWA Tag Team Champion, former AWA World Heavyweight Champion. Christ, he's been around 35 glorious years, as he likes to say. Never had a real job. Probably the reason we get along so well. Um, my point being is there was, a, there was a, a situation that arose several months ago where I had gotten an offer. I get a lot of uh, offers for Larry to do autograph shows and do, you know, what they call the Legends Tour, which is where they put guys like Dusty Rhodes and the Iron Sheik and Larry, and they, you know, do these conventions where, you know, old school wrestling fans can go and, you know, meet them and, you know, do autographs. And Larry's got a book out on Amazon that kicked ass this year, uh, Adventures in Larry Land, uh, sold a shitload of copies, published by ECW Press. That was a great deal. Actually, you may have a second follow-up book coming out here soon. Um, but anyway, we got this offer on the table, and it was one of these deals where they said, "Hey, we've got this movie, and we need you to come up, you know, to do some voiceovers for, you know, the movie." And the money wasn't really what I considered Larry Zabisco money. And you know, as a manager, when you're kind of guiding somebody's career, the you know the number one thing we're looking to do is the money. I started doing a little research on it, found out that this was a film called The Wrestler, and that, in fact, it was a movie that had run out of money. They had pretty much stopped production on it, and it was in the editing stages, and there was a big scene at the end of the movie, kind of like the end of Rocky, you know, where you got Creed and Balboa going at it, and they needed Larry, because Larry, any of you, again, fans remember back in the day, he, you know, WCW, Monday Night Wars against WWE, and you know, the NWO and, you know, Scott Hall and Larry Zabisco going at it. Um, Larry did a lot of commentating there at the end, and, he, you know, him and Bobby Heenan and so forth. So they wanted Larry's voice because it's recognizable. And, again, the money, the offer wasn't real good, and I'm looking at it, and I said, holy shit, it's Mickey Rourke. You know, holy shit, it's Marissa Tomei from My Cousin Vinny. Uh, it's Rachel Wood, who's a hell of a kick-ass young actress. Uh, did a uh, movie with Holly Hunter called 13 a while back, a few years back, that was just off the chain. I mean, that shit was brooding, and, uh, you know, she's just a good actress, good kid, too. So um, I'm looking at this, and this is one of the few times I didn't screw up a deal, you know, by getting greedy. I said, Larry, 
go do the voiceover, take the $1,000, they're going to pay you or whatever. It might have been 1500 when it got done. It wasn't a whole lot of money. I said, you know, they're going to fly you up there. I said, do it. I said, this is Mickey friggin' Rourke. And, I, and, and as I'm going to go on and tell the story, Mickey Rourke's a dude that I've hung out with before. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Mickey Rourke is, uh, you know, to me one of the greatest actors who's been around the game for a long time. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys remember the 80s. Uh, that was the first time I saw Mickey hooked up with Kim Basinger in uh, the softcore epic Nine and a Half Weeks. I mean, that shit was better than porn. Um, and, you know, Barfly and a lot of other movies, Sin City. Um, so anyway, to make a long story short, I'm rambling, I know. Uh, Larry goes up and does it. And go friggin' figure. They finish the movie. Make a long story short. The movie's critically acclaimed, and Mickey Rourke not only gets nominated for the Academy Friggin' Award for Best Actor, he gets nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Friggin' Actor, and guess what? He wins. You know, I'm going to say something about this right off the bat. Anybody who knows this man, Mickey Rourke, and loves this man, and I do, there isn't anybody out there we were rooting for more than him. This is a dude who never sold out, who never kissed the Hollywood sheep establishment ass. He did it the Frank Sinatra way. He did it his way, and they buried him, and they tried to keep him down. Oh, yeah, we saw Mickey with John Gotti in New York, so we got to write about that. Oh, yeah, Mickey's boxing now. He's not serious about acting. Yeah, Mickey's washed up. Mickey's this. Oh, I'm not going to fund the movie because Mickey Rourke's in it. Well, you know what? Mickey Rourke is back. And, brother, I love you, man. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, man, I about teared up watching that shit. Because if anybody deserves it, you know, it reminds me of uh, Al Pacino and Scarface where they used the line, I came into this world with nothing but my word and my balls, and I don't break them from nobody. Well, Vegas Vince doesn't, and neither does Mickey Rourke. And he never, ever, ever played that establishment game. The man was his own man, lived his life with his own ideals, and in the end, whatever glory he's gotten now in the last week or so doesn't even compare to the man he is. I mean that. I mean, this is a good man. I'd like to get Mickey on the show here after this little hoopla is over with. He's a man's man, dude who lives his own life and never kissed anybody's ass. My type of dude. Mick, if you are listening, I doubt you are on the live version. I know you catch the uh, reruns of this show. Um, Vinny loves you, brother, man. Nobody deserves it more than you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. All right, let's, uh, wow, I did, man. I got emotional on that shit. They have, tra- you know, I, I hate bullies. I hate establishment bullies. I hate people that try to take people's talent and use it against them because they don't fit in and conform. They don't fucking drink the martini at the cocktail party and sit there while the paparazzi snaps their photo in front of some bullshit gated community. I can't stand it. I'm sorry for the bad language, people, but it really pisses me off. This dude got ostracized and blackballed because he hung around with people whose name ended in vowels. And I don't want to hear about the John Gotti stuff. That was bullshit. 
Mickey Rourke wasn't charged with racketeering. Mr. G was. It's a whole different story. It's all bullshit. Tired of it. The man proved that legends never die. Okay. There is some direct marketing companies out there. When I mean direct marketing, I'm not talking about even the Internet, although they utilize the Internet. Um, I'm talking about... I'm going to move all this stuff off the bar here, people. I'm talking about ways that you, again, I always try to throw some stuff out there. I want you guys to think outside the box on and see how you can kind of emulate some of these other companies. I don't mean the product necessarily. I'm talking about the method of delivery. I'm talking about the way they deliver it uh, to the customer, the initial, you know, the initial pitch and the follow-up and all that. Um, I'm suspecting that some of you have gotten this offer in the mail, and I'm going to tell you what, I got it in a couple days ago. I said, shit, I'm going to do this on the show because it's really brilliant. Um, it is a manila envelope, and it's from a company called the National Pin Company. Um, on the front of the envelope, I'm just going to start from top to bottom. It says National Pin Company. It's out of Shelbyville, Tennessee. Um, it's got a you know real thin manila envelope. It's got a picture of a bunch of uh, pins, I mean writing pins. It says, you know, it's got a big red tag on it. It says sale. And then it says save, save, save. And it's got my company name, one of my LLCs here. And let me flip it over. On the back it says National Pin Company, www.pins.com. Holy shit, I wonder what that website's worth today. That's one word, P-E-N-S. Wow. Um, on the back it also says call toll-free, 1-800, blah, 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 or order online at www.pins.com. Anyway, here's what's so compelling and fascinating to me about this particular offer. This is something, again, I got in the mail. Now, my dad has also gotten this in the mail and in, in his company name. And when you open it up, first, before you even open it up, what's cool about this mailing is it's a manila envelope that's very thin. I don't know how that makes sense to you people. It's real flimsy and they put a real pin in it with the company name. So in my case, they put my company name on it, and I, you know there's something in the envelope. It forces you to open it up. I'm sorry. If you've got something that comes to you in the mail and it's in an envelope and you feel like, you know, you, you feel it. It, 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 it's brilliant on that level alone. If for no other reason than the fact that I guarantee you 99% of the people who get this at least open it, even though it, it's obviously a solicitation for selling pens. I mean, they're not even trying to hide it on the envelope. difference is they get you to open it. I mean, you can, you know, when you pick it up, you know there's a friggin' pen in there. So anyway, let me just open it up. I pull the pen out. The pen's cool. I mean, I don't know if the pen's, you know, you know whatever. And anybody who knows me here at the restaurant knows these waitresses pinch about 20 pens a day. So... To me, the pen in itself is cool. But anyway, it's got the company name on it, and then it's got a little simple little order form. It just says, uh, special first-time buying offer, order the best-selling squiggle pen for only 39 cents. And then it says, uh, dear friend, uh, blah, 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 free credit terms. You've been approved up to 250 bucks. Just fill it out. Anyway, to make a long story short, they got a little color brochure, real small, list of pens. You don't have to send a friggin' dime. Just clip it, send it. Then they got this other little uh, gimmick in here, which I thought was really interesting. It says, a word of advice, and you flip that piece of paper over, and it says, the prices you are shown on the order form are introductory prices applicable only towards your first order. 
Customers love the product so much that when they come back to reorder more, they get upset because the non-promotional price is the higher, is higher. Unfortunately, this special deal only can't offer the super low price again, so don't be disappointed. Stock up now with this one-time special promotional discount. Thank you for understanding. Best regards. Looks like his name's Rich Schultz or something, CEO. Um, how Does anybody besides me understand why this particular little direct mail offer is so friggin' brilliant? I mean, number one, what is the number one biggest objective? I mean, obviously it's making the sale, but, you know, if you're breaking it down in steps, you send out an offer, you, you know, and it's done by direct mail, you want somebody to open the friggin' thing. And, again, this is something that it's hard to explain. It'd be like sending just a, you know, take a regular envelope and you stick something like a pen or a screwdriver in it and you mail it. I mean, who's not going to open it and see what the hell it is? I mean, it's brilliant. And the fact is, you know, with this so-called, you know, I mean, again, I don't buy into this recession, but apparently the rest of the world does. So, you're, and by the way, they're mailing it to businesses. It doesn't look like this is an uh, offer made to personal people, you know, so you, maybe they figure they're eliminating the deadbeats and mooches. Probably a good idea. Um, but they've got it all set up here where you got $250 in credit. By the way, $250, I'm looking at the order sheet here. Um, I could order 500 pins. And I guess they figure, okay, a lot of companies aren't going to sit there and write the check that day, but a lot of companies probably aren't going to try to screw their credit up, so they're going to go ahead and order, you know, and just pay, you know, 30 days later, 60 days. I have to look at that. But it's brilliant, and I'm thinking to myself, this is a company that, doing a little research on that I've done, has pretty much cornered the market on friggin' pins. And what an incredible offer. And this is one of these deals where you guys have to start thinking outside the box and figuring out. And by the way, I've got to walk over here to the stove to light my friggin' cigarette because I have no lighter. Here, hold on. Probably why the gas bill in this joint is so friggin' high. All right, there we go. Okay, my point is what other products can you people think of that would fit this model? And believe me, there's a lot of them. Um, you know, I remember some Dan Kennedy book once. I think it was a Dan Kennedy book where it was like a dude came up and talked about this, you know, he had this smoked salmon or something that was best in the world, and he was trying to ask Dan how to advise him on how to market it. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, I might have the wrong guru. Um, I think Dan Kennedy said, I'm going to give you the right advice, but if you're lying to me as far as the quality of your fish, you know, whatever he was, smoked salmon or whatever it was, he said you're going to go broke. If not, you'll probably get rich. What did he advise them to do? Give it away. You know, send it out. And in this particular example with this, uh, you know, national pin company, they, they overcome the biggest barrier that direct marketers have. And that is um, getting people to open the mail and not toss it in that, you know, brown box called the trash can. And I'm thinking I'm going to start actually using this as a model. I've kept everything here. You guys might want to try to get on their list just to get the, you know, the offer to see if they'll send it to you. It's friggin' brilliant. And there's other applications and other products I think that will work with it. Um, just wanted to throw it out there because I've seen it before and, and uh, it's kind of, you know, now that I'm doing this show – 
Um, I try to look at the mail that comes in a little differently. And, uh, again, to me, I saw a lot more than pins here. I saw brilliant marketing. And, again, you know, they've got the market cornered, so it's definitely something that works. Um, you know, see if there's something that you have, you know, that you could apply this type of thing to. Um, this is going to be my second choice. Uh, and by the way, no, it's not porn. So anybody's got to stick up their ass right now, pull it out before I, you know, use it to beat you upside the head and pop your eyeballs out with it. Get a life. Most of my listeners aren't uh, sexually repressed people anyway. Um, it's called the Panty of the Month Club. And I'm going to tell you about this company. Now, this is fascinating. Um, I know none of you ever claim to, uh, you know, look at Playboy for anything other than the articles. But back in the day, um, I really did like the articles. I mean, the pictures were cool, but, you know, airbrushed and, you know, Vegas fans likes to keep it real. So was never my favorite magazine for that. But I was always fascinating over, you know, fascinated over the ads because I'm going to tell you something. If anybody knows about the rate card of Playboy magazine, and by the way, it just keeps going up, it is a real friggin' expensive place to do space ads. When I mean space ads, I'm not even talking full page. I'm talking about those little, you know, two-by-four strip ads you see. But the fascinating thing about this Panty of the Month Club is that's where I first, you know, came across it. It was in the, uh, you know, sort of towards the back of Playboy, and it friggin' ran for years. It still does. And when I mean years, I mean this thing has been running forever. And, uh, you know, anybody knows anything about... Uh, you know, mail order or direct response knows that if you see the same ad over and over and over, they're not running it for fun. Now, here's the interesting gimmick on this. Basically, it was an ad that said, guys, obviously, you know, target audience, you know, most people, they assume are reading Playboy guys, although a lot of women do read it, but we're talking back 80s, 90s. Um, it was basically called the Panty of the Month Club, which would be, you know, their version of a membership site that a lot of UIMers are trying to put together now as far as, you know, online stuff. But anyway, it was basically you send your credit card in or whatever, your payment. I think they probably took check or money order too. Um, and each month your, you know, love of your life, your girlfriend, your mistress, your secretary, whoever you're shacking up with, would get a customized box in the mail with a new panty and garter, bra, whatever, lingerie. It was cool. Um, and it would change every month. And this was perfect for guys because basically it was hands off. You know, you just pretty much figured out her size. You sent the money in and every month she got it. And, you, you know, you might have got a little springy mattress action for it that you wouldn't have got. My point is it was a brilliant, brilliant ad. And, again, it did not start on the friggin' Internet. Now, they do have a site now called panties.com. Notice how all these old school direct marketing companies seem to have these one word um, website, you think maybe because they knew what they were doing back in the day? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, it's P-A-N-T-I-E-S, www.panties.com. And by the way, there's no nudity or pornography on the site, and no, I am not an affiliate, or you would be getting a slash Vegas Vents after that. Um, not necessary, just panties.com. Anyway, again, I'm, you know, to me, as I was looking at this, I was laughing because I was kind of clearing out some old Playboys. I'm going to give them to a friend of mine who's going to sell them on eBay. He needs to make the money. It'll be my, you know, good deed of the, uh, good deed of the year, probably. Um, but again, we're talking about something 
that did not originate on the Internet. It's the delivery of it. It is something that started with a nice space that says, give the woman of your life a gift that she'll never forget every month. So again, this would be like the offline version of an online membership site. And again, it still friggin' works. They're still running the friggin' ad. And by the way, I know someone that's in the company that does sales, and they tell me that the friggin' ad is still the reason uh, that's responsible for the majority of their sales. Like it or not, it's the truth. Sales is salespeople. The only reason to get into marketing is to make money. And for those of you who do not think that there's money outside of Internet marketing, you're nuts anyway. Internet marketing is a cool, systemized friggin' medium that allows you to leverage your customers and your message. That's all it is. And unfortunately, too many people think it's a business in a box. And again, it's not. I don't care what you're selling. That's the business you're in. Anybody tells me they're in the Internet marketing business is full of shit or they're just disillusioned because they're not. Anything else here? Oh, I'm going to throw one more in there. And by the way, um, I just wanted to uh, mention I did do a, uh, uh, a blog post on the Mickey Rourke thing. I got inspired over that, and I, it's on the blog. I also have the uh, trailer, uh, the YouTube trailer up there right now uh, for the movie. If you guys get a chance, check the movie out. You don't have to be a wrestling fan. Um, I was... You know, being around the independent wrestling world for a long time, it's an incredible subculture. kind of reminds me of the back, you know, the, the smoke-filled pool rooms where the subculture today is not much different than it was 50 years ago, back, you know, back when Newman was playing uh, Minnesota Fats. Um, fascinating. I mean, that's kind of the way I like to look at life, by the way. When I go into the small towns, instead of saying, oh, God, I'm stuck here, I'm looking around for the mystery I'm looking, you know, for what's behind the picket fence and the farmhouse and the smiles. Um, same thing with movies. You know, well, the you know, 95% of the sheep are lining up to watch the blockbuster of the week, like Scooby Friggin' Doo or some movie like that. My God, the day Scooby Doo that year became the number one movie in America for a week, I said, man, this is where we are in this friggin' country. Scooby Doo, are you frickin' ribbing me? Anyway. I think that one of my talents is I always try to see behind the curtain and through the mist and the ether, and I, and I enjoy stuff like that. So, again, you do not have to be a fan of pro wrestling to enjoy this movie. Um, I've talked to a lot of uh, homegirls of mine that have really liked it. We're glad I sent them to it. Yeah, it's got a little violence in it, but it's got a little love story in there, too, and it's from the heart. And, again, Mickey kicks ass. Um. I'm going to talk to you about a little, uh, you know, I talked to you about the Nino's Pizza on, you know, on one of the shows about the dude selling the $1,000 pizza. Well, now here's a company that decided to do a spin. To me, this is like the ultimate street, street joint venture, rather. There is a hotel, and I'm not going to pronounce the name of the hotel. It's in New York because I friggin' can't pronounce it. Um, in any case, it is real quick, and I guess they're cutting me short here. I thought I had this show on for you know an hour, but anyway, it is a ten thousand dollar martini, and they do a joint venture, the the lounge with the jeweler who's also based in the hotel, 
And basically people come in, they want to marry their wife. I'm running out of time here. They drop the uh, diamond in the martini. They sell it for $10,000. i will tell you more about it on the next show. This friggin' lady beeping in and telling me it's uh, 30 seconds to go. Sorry, guys. I'll hit you about this. It's a cool joint venture. It really is a case of somebody thinking outside the box. And by the way, just like the $1,000 pizza, they're selling these $10,000 martinis. I'll tell you about it on the next show. Thank you. I love all you people. Greatest show in the world. Greatest listeners. We're, we're, we're going to kick ass here in the next few shows, too. we got some big shit coming up. May you live to see the dawn. May all your dreams come true. May you always remain forever young. The legend, Vegas Fence. Love and peace. I'm out.